Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Frank Williams Show. I'm your host, Frank Williams, and I want to say thank you so much for stopping by and watching. Today, we are going to talk about gifts, G-I-F-T-S. And my guest today is going to share with us the meaning of each letter. She is a motivational speaker, and she has her own podcast show, which I had the pleasure of being on last week. Uh, she's a, a great woman, and she's going to have a lot of information for us today on gifts. And I'd like to welcome Heidi Aldridge. Heidi, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. It's such an honor to be with you again. I'm so glad. So thank you. Thank you. If you would, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your story, and your podcast show. Yeah, it kind of goes way back. I'm not sure how much you want to know, but it goes it goes way back to 1999 when I started it as a radio talk show called Heidi's Lemonade Stand because I was going through a really hard personal time in my life and felt a little picked on and very negative. And I decided to start reaching out to other people to hear their stories. And I was so inspired by people taking life's lemons and making lemonade. People who have overcome challenges way worse than what I was experiencing at the time. And so it was a radio talk show for a year until I ended up signing off to have a baby. And I told my audience, I said, I'll be back. And 20 years later with the pandemic, I decided to start the radio talk show, but as a podcast. So in 2020, 20 years later, I came back and, uh, have been doing the podcast for the past couple of years. I've interviewed almost 250 people. So it's been wow. incredible to meet amazing people and their stories. And I, I would assume from all the walks of life as well, right? And all across the world too. It's been incredible. I've interviewed teenagers to retired people to military people to just average ordinary people and famous people. And it's just, it's been amazing. Everybody has a story, so it doesn't matter. They're all amazing. Now, their stories, is, are they mostly what they've overcome in life or is it just a, a variation of stories? Yeah, I really focus on lemon to lemonade stories. So a challenge, a lemon, something that they've had to deal with that they did not want in their life, a trial, a challenge, and how they've overcome it. They've made the lemonade. So what they've done to overcome what they've experienced and now how they're sharing that lemonade with the world, the way they've overcome it and now are sharing their tips, advice, their coaching, their book, whatever's come, support groups, just so many things have come from really tragic things that people have overcome. Okay. So there's yeah. usually a story there. Yeah, you have a story as well. Would you like to share that? I do. I have my own story of why I needed the podcast and the radio show, The Lemon to Lemonade. Um, it does go back again to my childhood. I was bullied really bad and had a really low self-esteem to the point where I thought the world would be better off without me as well and was fighting suicidal thoughts all the time and really just not feeling what my purpose in life was. Very negative, having a hard time. And uh, when I was 16, it was two days after Thanksgiving, the police came and told us that our dad had just died by suicide. Mm -hmm. And that was shocking to me and my four younger brothers and my mom and in his suicide note, he said the world would be better off without him. And oh. that changed me that day of like, I, that's not true. That's not true. And um, so I decided to kind of take that experience and try to look at other people and not be so consumed with myself and my negative thinking. And so I kind of finished through high school, those last couple of years of high school, just trying to 
make friends and look for people that were struggling and try to help everybody feel included and needed and just um, try to make up for that kind of feeling and, and not be so consumed with myself. And then it kind of fell into it again, you know, out of high school and get married and new mom and dealing with all those things and just kind of went back to those old negative poor me ways. And that's when I had to start the lemonade stand <laughs> to officially be sure. like, okay, I need positivity in the world. So it's helped and, me. It's been all for me. <laughs> very good. Very good. Do you still uh, deal with any issues uh, from what happened years ago or, or, or have you moved on? You know what? I did for a long time. And sometimes it still kind of rears up once in a while when you're tired and hungry, you kind of start feeling, you know, those old ways again, I think, you know, it's a, it's a process and it's, it's something you kind of have to work on. It's like, we still have life. We still have lemons, even though we're happy people and we've learned new ways of dealing with things. We still have things that come at us that are hard, that we have to kind of use the techniques we teach and be able to overcome things that are a challenge to us. So I would say I'm definitely not in that headspace of where I want to take my life anymore. That ended a long time ago. But yeah, you know, you still have stuff that's hard to deal with. Of course, you go through your downs in life. Yes. Okay, so let's get into the good stuff. I mean, I I admire the story and I admire the fact that you've been able to move forward all these years. But let's talk about gifts. What are GIFTs? G-I-F-T-S. That is something that I kind of coined a couple of years ago. I learned about 10 years ago. So, well, I guess it's 2010. So about 12 years ago, I learned kind of all about happiness. I learned about forgiveness. I learned about um, the power of positive thinking, law of attraction, like all those things back in 2010. And I took a lot of training and took a lot of time to really improve myself and elevate my thinking. And that was a really big deal for me because I had a friend tell me before that, that I was too negative to be around and she didn't want to hang out with me anymore. So I definitely did a big change of like, I'm going to be a better person. I was a very grumpy mom, you know, (laughs) grumpy mom, grumpy wife. And so 12 years ago, I decided to make a change and improve my life and learn a lot of new things. And then I wanted to start teaching it. And so that's where those things kind of came to play, you know, years ago. But then two years ago, I just kind of came up with gifts to just narrow it down because I had these kind of 21 habits of happiness. And it was kind of a lot, you know, to take in 21 things. And so narrowing it down to kind of gifts and those five things are five basic things. So that's what I teach now. That's where that kind of came in. So, all right. (laughs) You want to hear what they are. Okay. So the first one of gifts is G. And G stands for gratitude. And it doesn't necessarily mean first is the most important. It's just the letter. And it's just to kind of be something that we just need to think about every single day. And we hear so many hacks and advice and tips on how to be more grateful. And I think we get kind of sick of hearing about it. Like, oh, I know, just be more grateful. And and that does help. It really does help. But I've taken it a step further in my life and I have a reminder on my phone that tells me to give an award to something for the day. And so if I'm looking for an award and it's so basic, but it really helps get my mind rewired throughout the day of like, okay, what's my award going to be? And my award is simply the best award, simply the best 
yard that I saw when I was driving through. Simply the best puppy I saw at the park. Simply the best child laughing, you know, and hear that laughter today. And so simply the best. And so as I know that alarm is going off on my phone at one o'clock. So all morning I kind of like, okay, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for the thing that can be the award. And then when the alarm goes off, I'm like, no, I really got to find the award, you know, and I don't change the alarm for the next day until I've written down what my award goes to. Oh, that's just, yeah, it's really elevated my life to really look for the best things. And it's so basic, but it really helps. But one of the things I do is after each day before I go to bed, uh, I think about what I had to be grateful for the door on that day. You know, it's just so many things that we overlook because, you know, life is tough. We're, we're filled with, you know, tough situations. And we, we tend to focus on those more than yeah. what we have in life that we should really be grateful for. So at the end of the day, when I, you know, before I go to bed, I think about, you know, who did I help today? Did I make somebody smile? How did I feel throughout the day? It's really, for me, it, it's, it's, it's a big, um, you know, a big deal to be able to sit there for a couple of minutes and say, wow, you know, I had a pretty good day. You know, you're going to have your day, but if you, if you learn from them, you have to be grateful for that. I love that. That's exactly it. That's exactly what I do. And so the award helps me just kind of stay more focused on that. And so whatever like works for you, and a lot of people will have a journal or write things down and stuff. And I really, I know it sounds so simple, but it really helps a lot. There was one day when my Simply the Best Award had to go to my son and his strength as he was a pallbearer at his best friend's funeral at 29 oh my. years old. Oh, you know? wow. So wow. there's some days when it's hard to find the award. Oh, sure. But it's it. there. It's there in everything we do. You just look for it, right? Yeah, you just got to find it. Yeah, right. yeah. But we all have hard days. So I love that kind of thinking of just gratitude. There's always something to be grateful for. Oh, always, always. Okay, what about the next letter? I, G-I-F-T-S. So I is the next letter, and I stands for image, and that's about, like, our body, our health, our looks, just everything that our our image is, and we can get really caught up in that. Like, as, as people living in this earth, you know, we get super overwhelmed with wanting to keep up with the latest things and and looking a certain way, and we need to just be content in our own skin and just be grateful for the bodies we're given. And I struggled with that a lot. I still, that one tends to be kind of the harder one that I have to deal with. But as we just appreciate our bodies and the health and strength they give to us every day and find all the good in our body and listen to our bodies. Like they can tell us when we need to eat, when we need to move, when we need to drink water, like our bodies tell us what we need and we need to right, listen to them. Right. Now, image would also be the way we think, right, about ourselves. I think it that's definitely. a lot to do with it. Definitely. You know, if we're not our own best friend, you know, we could really knock ourselves down quite a few. You know, I'm so, so glad you said that. That is so true because we wouldn't talk to, I, I catch myself saying things, you know, about myself and what I hate about myself. And then I'm like, I would never say that to my best friend. Like if she spoke to me and she's like, oh, I hate that. I, I'd be like, no way. You're amazing. I love this about you. I love how that's unique about you or whatever it is. And I would totally fight her on it. <laughs> but if I say it about myself, I can go spiraling into this hole of negativity of about all the things I hate about myself. So yes, it's how we talk about ourselves and how we think about ourselves. That's huge. You know, one of the techniques I use with my clients, depending on what we're focusing on, 
is um, I have them close their eyes and I, I ask them to think about their best friend. Visualize them, see the facial expressions. I mean, make it as vivid as you possibly can. And then I'll say, think about before you get out of bed in the morning, the alarm clock goes off, you get out of bed, your best friend is there and your best friend is saying, Heidi, you are just a fantastic woman. You are going to have a great day. I can't wait to see what you're going to accomplish. So you go to work and your, your friend is there and they're just telling you how awesome you are. And it's just a pleasure and a blessing to be your friend. Then you come home, you have dinner and your friend is right there. And they're just complimenting you like crazy. Oh, Heidi, what a great day we had. You are awesome. And then right before you go to bed, your, your best friend says, Heidi, thank you so much for an incredible day. I just had a great time. And I think you are an absolute incredible person. And then I ask them to open their eyes. And I ask them, describe your friend to me. And 99% of the time, they describe their friend, their, their best friend. And I say, that's not your best friend. That's your second best friend. I say, your best friend should always be yourself. And that's the way you should be talking to yourself every single day. So it's how we look at ourselves. It's the thoughts that we think. It's the words we speak. Uh, but I like that about image. Absolutely right. Absolutely. It's okay. huge. Because it, if we're caught up in ourselves, we can't really be available for other people as well. So if we're really consumed with like hating on ourselves and not being content, and I was to the point where I would hide myself too, you know, like I wouldn't even go out in public. And I would, if I did go out in public, I'd walk around with my hands over my face or, you know, and you're just, what am I, who am I serving when I act like that? And so we need to just kind of, I remember even getting ready for a speaking engagement once and I'm crying in my closet like what am I gonna wear and I don't look good and I don't you know and then I'm like wait are the people in the audience crying in their closet worried about what they're gonna wear today because I gotta look at them like they gotta look at me right, right? <laughs> so all of a sudden I went why do I care so much about this this is no big deal so little things like that you kind of grow older and you start kind of not caring as much anymore either but I love the idea of your best friend being you and being that person to just build you up instead of bring you down we got to work it, on it, that you're absolutely right too you know if you can't be your own best friend how can you possibly help other people how can you lift them up yeah, yeah. but huge. okay so let's go with uh f, f f gifts f f is mean stands for forgive so forgive is a big one and it's one that people really, really struggle with because we think that if we forgive someone or forgive ourselves, then we're giving them permission or saying it was okay. And so we get really caught up on that. If I forgive them, then they'll think it was okay what they did. And right. that's not what forgiveness is at all. <laughs> forgiveness <laughs> is for you. And so I try to teach people like it is all for you. And sometimes when you forgive someone, you don't even have to tell them you forgive them. You don't even, it's not about them. It's about how you feel inside and you're carrying that hate or you're carrying that pain and that suffering into the next day and into the next day. And we have to stop carrying that. It's a burden. It doesn't serve us. It brings us down. It's heavy. One of my lemonade makers, one of the people I interviewed, his story was so profound of coming home one day and finding his mother and sister murdered. And oh my. he had to forgive the murderer because it was affecting his life. Like that is terrible. Like 
I don't know if very many of us have to deal with that. Right. That's, right. that's terrible. But it started affecting his every day. He, he gained weight and he couldn't sleep and he couldn't work and he couldn't, he was so negative and so terrible to be around because he was so angry at this killer. And it oh, wasn't until he could finally just let that go and just, it is what it is and let it be and not carry that anymore. And then he's a new person. Now he goes and speaks at prisons and okay. speaks to people. Yeah. And teaches them about forgiving themselves. So it's a huge let me, let me ask you, are there any techniques or any suggestions uh, to help people to forgive themselves or to forgive yeah. others? Yeah, I teach that too. A lot of times it's just recognizing it that start with that, like going, you know what, I'm not going to give it that power anymore. I, I always know the story of this little girl who was kidnapped. Her name was Elizabeth Smart and she was 14 years old. She oh, was sure. kidnapped from her house. She was found nine months later and her mom told her, you're not going to get those nine months back. You just, you know, those nine months of your life are gone. And what that man did to you and the terrible things he did to her, it's gone. It's done. But don't give him one more day. He's already taken nine months. Don't give him another day. And I think of that all the time. Like, am I giving that negativity and that person and that person who hurt me, am I giving them one more day by thinking about it and bringing it into tomorrow? Even though the event is over and done, the pain is caused. I don't need to keep bringing it into every day and reliving it and telling the story and having people agree with me and be mad. And, you know, like we just, so I think a lot of it is just awareness going, you know what, why do I do that? Why do right. I feel that need to bring that pain into every day? Just let's be done with it. Let's just breathe and relieve and just like, forgive yourself. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And just repeat I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Just let yourself feel that. That's start with. So. No, that's great. You know, for every negative thought we have, and the longer we focus on it, every minute we lose that chance of being happy. Yes, you're right. You're yes. Definitely right. And that's exactly it. And and you like you said before, things take time, but if you truly focus on it and really have the desire to come better, to think better, it's it's going to happen. It's definitely going. Happen. It just takes time and it, it is hard. It definitely it can. Is. I'm not saying, you know, just wake up tomorrow and be okay with everything. That is really hard. And sometimes there's other things. You can write a letter and then, you know, don't send it. You can have empathy for that person, kind of put yourself in that person's shoes, the person who hurt you, because right. you don't know where they're at in life and why they said or did what they did, you know? And sometimes if we can step back and and find out, you know, ask them if you're in that place where you can, you know, why, why did you hurt me like that? Or why did you say that or do that to me, you know, I get information, but a lot is just, um, you know, there's definitely a lot of tips on, on how to forgive, but um, being aware of it and what it's doing to you physically is a place to start. Very good. Very good. Okay. Next letter T. Next letter is T. T is thoughts. Thoughts. We have to question our thoughts. Because I used to believe that if I thought it, it's true. I thought it, it must be true. And so I would believe like when back when I was saying, you know, about my, my looks or about my worth or something, then, you know, this voice would always be telling me, oh, you're not good enough. You're not cute enough. You're not this or that. And I'd be like, yeah, that's true. I thought it, you know, the voice was telling me in my mind. 
And so I always think about my dad in that instance about how he thought the world would be better off without him. And I can tell you right now, it's not, you know, and then he missed everything. He missed me graduating high school, getting married, having kids. Now I have grandkids. He'd be a great grandpa right now. Like he's missed it all because he thought everybody would be better off without him. So we have to question our thoughts and be like, is that true? Like, just because it popped in my head, does that? And when we stop and be like, wait a second. And I even take it a step further and say, where's the proof? And oh, very so I want to know what proof it is that that's true. And so I picture like a courtroom and a lawyer coming in with his briefcase of evidence. And he's going to prove that my thought of the world doesn't need Heidi in it anymore. You know, what evidence is he going to pull out to show that that's true? That's great. That's great. You know, if, if you want to see changes on the outside, positive changes on the outside, you first have to make changes on the inside. And that has to do with the thoughts that you have. You know, I know when I was on your show, I mentioned the fact that, you know, think of your brain as a computer. Yes. You put in the, the software that's programmed to give you doubt, uncertainty, and fear. What do you think is going to show up in your life? Doubt, uncertainty, fear. But if you put the software that's programmed to give you strength, victory, and perseverance, what do you think is going to show up? It's not strength, victory, and perseverance. It's never easy. It's, you know, it can be very hard. But if you want to see positive changes on the outside, you have to first start making the change on the inside. And that has a lot to do with what you're thinking. It all has to do with that, really, because it, we, we create in our minds these these scenarios. And so if we're going to give it all that power and it goes to negative and positive, and so we might as well fill it with positive. You know, I was the, the law of attraction opposite. <laughs> I was the person that would prove like negative thinking and everything would come to me. And I'm like, yep, I knew that was going to happen. I knew the car was going to break this week. See, the car broke. Just, I knew it, you know, I know everything. <laughs> and so I was always putting the negative out. I know we aren't going to have enough money for that. I know this is going to be a problem if we do this. 100% of the time, it did. <laughs> it was a problem. And so then I'm like, well, wait, what if I, my husband's like, what if you just said it wouldn't be a problem? Why don't you try that? <laughs> you, have, you have all this power to bring up about all this negativity. Maybe you have power to bring about positivity. And so it was amazing. Once I changed my thinking, be like, now I'm afraid to think anything negative. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want any of that. To go. So life is lovely and it's full of all wonderful things. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have negative thoughts in your mind, who put them there? You did. Exactly. You did. So you can replace them with positive thoughts very easily. Take them out. It becomes a habit. You work on it and life gets better the more you focus on it. Do you Absolutely. come up with many people with uh, negative thoughts or just seem to be uh, down and out in life or, or they've given up? You know what? I, I think social media is probably full of that. I try to be really careful who I'm around and what I follow and what I see. I've learned that I can be easily brought down, you know, because I have to keep at this level. I want to bring good things in my life. So I don't watch the news. I don't, I don't talk to negative people. Of course, there's people who are struggling and I talk to them every single day on my podcast. But they're usually people who have overcome something by that point. But I think there is a lot of negativity and a lot of people that are really down on themselves and a lot of people that are really struggling. And I don't want to be oblivious to that by any means, but I just want to help people 
be like, you can think better. And so I just really try to teach people to watch your thoughts and question them and kind of get out of that loop that we get ourselves in. So I'm, I'm hoping the negativity is getting better out there, but I feel like it's hard because it's hard. It can because be. we compare ourselves a lot with stuff out there. Yes, which is true. Okay, the last letter. The last one. The last S. one is S, and that stands for see everything as a gift. It's like so basic again, but if we look at things that come into our lives, and I've learned the most from my podcast interviewing people that have dealt with stuff that nobody would ever want to deal with, and they can honestly say, like, I'm grateful. It's brought me to where I am now. It's taught me what I have, you know, what I know now. It's brought other things to my life. And they can usually go back to that event or that hard thing and see it as a gift. And so I try really hard not to label stuff good and bad. I try to use the word interesting instead. You know, so it'll be like, I have good news and bad news. I'm like, how about we just have interesting news? And I can take that as a, however I want, you know? <laughs> And so no more labeling good, bad, because what we label bad today, tomorrow could be a blessing and something that we're grateful for. So very, very true. just see it as a gift. Look at what this can do for me, not to me. You know, we tend to say, oh, this happened to me. What if it happened for you? That's so right. As you change that one word, like, okay, this has happened for me. What is it teaching me? What is it bringing to my life? Why am I going through this? What is this for? And it helps Very. you to appreciate things that are really hard sometimes. When you when you speak before an audience, uh, are, are there different subjects, topics that you talk about, or is it pretty much gifts, but in length, you know, in yes. more in length? <laughs> yeah, usually lately it's been my gifts. Um, one, I'm starting a course in September. I'm going to be teaching at a local university, and it will be about gifts, but I'm spreading it out over five weeks to talk about one letter per week. So we're going to spend over an hour, hour and a half in class just talking about gratitude. You know, I I took the class from Yale University about the like science of well-being and just some techniques and things we can learn and different things that I'm going to teach them to in this course to like make it spread out, you know, over the five weeks. But yes, when I present in front of a an audience for about an hour, I break down the gifts, I share stories and experiences and try to relate with people in a more organic way with just feeling what they're feeling and just understanding. And usually people come up after and they're so grateful for something that really resonated with them, something new that they needed to think about and consider. And so it's been really, it's been a really beautiful experience. And I'm just lucky. I just love sure. that people want to listen to me. I'll, <laughs> I'll talk. <laughs> so, so I love the opportunity to speak in front of audiences to help them hopefully elevate their life. Just a little one, one pivot, one little step. A little bit at, right. A little right. Bit at a time. Yeah. All right. Before we wrap it up, how can, uh, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, how could they get in touch with you? It's super simple. It's Heidi's lemonade stand. So it's, it's really easy. Heidi's lemonade stand on Instagram, Facebook, my website, but it's spelled lemonade, A I D. It's not the drink. It's not a sweet drink. It's lemonade. It's more like Band-Aid or First Aid. It's just something good for the soul, something to help and inspire and put a little, you know, a little, little bit on there to be something that will elevate someone. So it's more lemonade. So Heidi's Lemonade Stand. 
Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Heidi. Thank you so much for stopping by and uh, talking with me and the audience. It was great to hear from you again. And hopefully we can do it again. Yeah, I love your insight too. So thank you for sharing the things you've learned and that you know as well. It's a beautiful thing when we can balance each other and share things and, and help everyone together. I love that. So thank and that's you. Great helping everybody, helping as many as we can. Okay. Absolutely. Thank All you. Right. Thank you so much. Hold on. I do want to talk to you. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, I'm going to have to edit this, but um, thank you, Heidi, so much for stopping by. And I want to thank you for stopping by and watching as well. Until next time, I'm Frank Williams. Take care. <laughs>